The moment Cedar Cove High School came into sight, Katie was filled with nostalgia. The memories were a mixture of challenges and joys. Although she'd attended the high school only during her senior year, this building, the teachers, and the students had helped shape her into the woman she was now. Apparently classes were about to be dismissed for the day because a long line of yellow buses rolled into the parking lot. Coco was fortunate to find a parking spot in the visitor's area. A bell rang in the distance, and within seconds a flood of students surged out of the building in a tidal wave of youth. Katie and Coco climbed out of the car as the teens rushed past, seemingly oblivious to the two of them. Wide-eyed, Coco watched the swarm of bodies and slowly shook her head. Were we ever that young? she asked. Katie had been thinking the same thing. We must have been, she murmured. And while it didn't seem like that long ago, it felt like it might have been a lifetime. And we thought we were so smart. Katie smiled. Weren't we? Not as smart as we are now, Coco answered, moving out of the way so as not to be run over. From the urgency with which the crowd moved, one would suspect the school was on fire. Makes me wonder what we'll think at our 20-year reunion. In another 10 years, some of our classmates will have kids attending here. That seemed beyond the scope of possibility, and yet her friend was right. I just hope that we'll each have found the one by then. Me too, and maybe have a kid or two. Who knows, by then we might even turn into regular soccer moms. Us? Katie wasn't catching the vision. It's a possibility. Katie would like to be married one day, and she knew Coco felt the same way too. Her longtime friend would be a loving mother. Coco dated quite a bit. She was fun and friendly, and people were naturally drawn to her, especially men. What Katie didn't understand was why Coco never seemed to stay in relationships for long. She suspected it had to do with what happened with Ryan Temple, but she never asked her directly. Coco bristled whenever the subject was mentioned. You'll be good with kids, Katie told her. Thanks, Coco's tone was flippant. I mean it, Coco. I know you do. Focusing her attention on her friend, Katie wanted to remind Coco that her chances would greatly improve if she'd be more open to getting serious with a man. Over the years, Katie had watched the other woman leap from one casual relationship to another. It always started out promising. Coco would call her, rhapsodizing about the new man in her life and how perfect he was and how deeply in love she was. She'd be convinced he was the one and that she was totally enraptured. That would last a month, maybe a bit longer. And then the next thing Katie heard, the love affair was over and Coco was ready to move on. When asked what had gone wrong, Coco never had a good answer. He wasn't who she thought he was. It hadn't worked out. Her excuses were vague and matter-of-fact, as if she should have known earlier she was chasing the wind. You too, right? Coco asked, catching Katie's look. Sorry? You want children, right? Coco pressed. Oh, yes. Katie didn't elaborate. Her own childhood had been dreadful. She wondered what would have become of her if not for her grandmother. Both her parents had been trapped in the web of alcohol and drugs that became stickier and messier with each passing year. Her father had disappeared before Katie had any memories of him, 
and her mother became involved in a series of dangerous relationships that invariably ended poorly. Katie's grandmother had been the one constant in her life. It was after her grandma Brenda died when she was twelve that Katie had been placed in foster homes, one after another. You don't date much, though, Coco pointed out. I date, Katie insisted, just not often. Katie hated to admit it, but what Coco said was true. She worked long hours on her caseload, which seemed to grow every year. She did what she could to help children, so many of whom reminded her.